in a row? Hasta la vista, baby. Go. Hey everyone, this is Geek Positive. I am Ryan Maxwell. And I'm Greg Ames. Wait a minute. You're not Greg. You can't prove that. What is going on here? What is this madness? You're not Greg. Where's Greg? I'm not your universe's Greg. Where? But I am a Greg in a different universe. Where's the trigger? You would give it to an ordinary citizen. Where is he? No, uh, so, oh my god, we killed Maxwell already. Every time I try to do any sort of Batman voice, I end up nearly choking and dying. You gotta watch yourself. You, you're getting too old for that, I think. I think so. I, that's why Christian <laughs> Bell stopped playing the character, I think. <laughs> I do like that my version of Batman ends his sentences just by going, Ah! Because I really think he could have used that in the movie if Batman just randomly was just like, Ah! Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So to explain what's going on here, um, Greg has been sick for a good bit now, and he has lost his voice, the one thing he needs to do this damn show. So we, instead of you know, skipping this week, we decided, hey, we'll have Brand our friend Brandon on. So Brandon Keita is here to play the role of Greg. Look at me. Look at me. I'm Greg Ames now. Well, like you said, you're the uh, an alternate real multiverse uh, Greg Ames. He's not telling you the full truth. Greg is in my basement. I gave him a bottle of lotion and a box of Oreos. He'll last a day, so. Every once in a while, you'll go down there with a bucket and, like, it puts the lotion on its skin or it gets exactly. the hose again. Exactly. Hashtag free Greg Games. <laughs> so, yeah. so what are we doing today, then, Maxwell? What are we, What are we, What is our goal here today? We have no goals today. Today is just going to be talking about whatever the hell we want to, because we went through a lot of themed episodes during the holidays, and while it's great to have a theme, sometimes you got to just get silly. And that's what we're doing today. So whatever you ha want to talk about, we'll bring up and we'll see how, where it goes. It's one of those episodes. Filler episodes. I love them. Not a filler episode. It's a, it's a filler like, episode. You're, yeah, that's, that's why we have you on it. Oh, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. So what, where do you want to start here? I have a list. You got a list. You want to start with your list? Uh, let's start with yours. You're the guest of honor today. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, let's start depressing. Uh, Bob Saget died. Yes, he did. And yeah. I, Bob Saget was an interesting man. Um, most people probably, if you only know him from Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos, you have not witnessed the real Bob Saget at all. I uh, just recently watched some of his stand-up, and I was missing out for a long time. He is a really funny guy. He He's really good at the dark humor stuff. Yeah, very dark, very opposite of what he basically made his money, all his money off of with, you know, Full House and America's Funniest Home Videos. Which that's, I think that's, well, I don't know about you. I don't know. Your TV dad was probably Michael Landon or something at your age. But that I was my TV dad. I don't even know who the fuck Michael Landon is. Little House on the Prairie. Oh, uh, God, fuck to no. Not, 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 not only is that you're insulting my age, you're insulting my taste. Little you House on the Prairie, ugh, God, no. That feels like a Maxwell thing. No, it, no, I hated that show. <laughs> my sister used to always watch it, but I could not stand it. I don't need to watch, you know. You sat in the corner just pretending not to be interested? No, I sat in the corner and I was reading, like, Spider-Man comics or something. Mm, nice callback. Well, we're probably going to get to Spider-Man again eventually, but yeah. you mentioned about... Um, you said Bob Saget was your TV dad, basically. Yeah. Who is your Who is your TV dad? What, what do you mean by that? Like he's the one that influenced you the most, or just your favorite? Well, thinking back is like who you grew up with. Like the the Golden Girls were on a lot in my house as a kid, so Betty White was kind of my TV grandma. Oh, we she was your Full House. Betty White was your uh, G milf. Yes, yeah, she was the she was my gilf. Yeah, for sure. Bob Saget was like we watched Full House a lot, so. Bob Saget was kind of just my natural TV father, so. Does it have to be live action? Can Homer Simpson be my TV dad? I mean, if you want those bad role models in your life, I guess. It's either that or another show I oddly grew up watching was Home Improvement. And I say <gasps> odd. Well, I say oddly because of the fact that it's a show that deals with cars and power tools and toxic masculinity, which are three things I don't like. 
Yeah, but, but I also grew up. I also grew up with. You know what? I'm trying to. I'm kind of reconsidering my choice here because I think maybe Tim Allen might be my TV dad. I might have multiple TV dads. Well, it is the new millennium. Yeah, well, that's true. In fact, I think. Um, I think on the show his character's name was Tim Taylor. It was that weird '90s thing, uh, sitcom Tim thing. Tim Man Taylor. It was that weird sitcom trope of like you get a comedian and you partially name it after them. Yeah, and that was the year that he had like the top book of the year, top movie of the year. Yeah, he also went oh. to jail for selling coke. I think before he was even became famous. Shut up! No, he didn't. There's mugshots online. I don't know. Something happened. He was sort of jail time for selling coke. It's not a lot of, pe- a lot of people don't know about it. There's a great mugshot. He had he had the 70s mustache and everything. Oh, can we sell geek positive T-shirts with that mugshot? Is that a copyright thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the legality of copyrights on mugshots. I think those are pu- are those public access. I, don't I would know. think so. Greg, you're not doing anything this week. Check on that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had I, I had Tim Taylor and Homer Homer Simpson. You had. Bob Saget as what was his character's name? Danny Tanner. Danny Tanner, yeah. And you said you wanted to put Tim uh, Allen Taylor or whatever. Tim Allen as my stepdad. And then uh, Betty White's your your grandmother. Yeah. So what does that bring the deaths up to this year so far? We're we're starting uh, out strong this year. Well, Betty White. That was late last year. I don't. That wasn't New Year's Eve, was it? Was, it? it was December thirty first. I think we can count this. Okay. Well. We'll do it for Betty. Here's a side tangent. You know, I work in a uh, retail environment, we'll say. I don't like to talk, say specifically where it is, but, you know, there's tons of, you know, magazines and tabloids and stuff like that. Man, the timing is so fucking awkward. Every magazine is like Betty White at 100. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, as and that's like, woo, that, I know they print these things in advance. They didn't anticipate this happening. So I'm like, man, that's really fucking awkward. And then I realized, Actually, you know what's gonna be really fucking awkward? Who's that? The, no, no. What's no? What's gonna What's gonna be even more awkward than you know the Betty White at one hundred and all these magazines? Oh, is gonna be next next week or next month or whatever. All of the same magazines will be R.I.P. Betty White. Oh God, that's these just, magazines that's, killed Betty White. That's 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 so like a gut one two like gut punch. It's like first it's like. Betty White at 100, and you see it like, oh, she didn't quite make it. And the next month, it's like, <laughs> R.I.P. Betty White. Oops, we jumped the gun on that one. Print is dead, and Betty has killed it. Pretty much. <laughs> so so we got Betty White. We got Bob Saget. Betty White. Well, we're, oh, we're, we're counting Betty White as le- just because. Yeah, we, we she deserves that. And also, she was so late in the year last year that... Where am I going with this? Never mind. Uh, shit. <laughs> Never mind. I, I I had a thought, but it went away. So we're, we're just no, 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 no. Um, so we got Betty White, Bob Saget, uh, Sidney Poitier died. You know that? I saw that. There wasn't a whole lot of coverage about that. Yeah, first um first Black American to win the uh, the Emmy or maybe Oscar. Oscar. Was, one of those. A, one of those. He was a movie. He was a movie star, right? Oscars are oh, movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oscars are movies. Emmys are TV. Yeah, so it was probably uh, Oscar. They call me Mr. Tibbs. I'm Mr. Heat Miser. That has uh, nothing to do with Sydney Point DA. It does. Um, who else? John Madden died. Do oh, we yeah, care? John Madden. I forgot. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sad a, per- a human being died. Yeah. It seemed like that. I, I never really was into football, but I remember those John Madden video games. Like I was going to say, that's huge. the only reason. Yeah, that was the only reason I cared. I played the Sega Genesis Madden games a lot. Like, it, People that never, you know, had any interest in football would play football video games just yeah. because uh, it's like it's a video game. Why not play it? Yeah, and make them run the wrong way. Do, oh, do you remember? Are you or am I? Are you too young or am I too old? But I think you were probably borderline on the days of you know actually renting video games from from stores, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, like I, we've I, been through this. You used to work at the store that rented it to me. We've we've come to this oh, realization. Oh yeah. I, I had a weird thought today. This is tangentially related do you remember well once again maybe i'm aging myself there's a time when like every fucking like convenience store and supermarket in the world had a video rental thing vaguely you're talking before Redbox. yeah before Redbox. i'm talking about like not just the fact i used to work in a video store but i you could go into like a, there's a local convenience store in the town i live in and back in like the early 90s you could rent vhs tapes from them like there- that's a weird thing to think about that 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 was a thing. There's a weird store. I've never been inside, but I really want to on the outside of the city where we live in that sells it's a sub shop, but 
but it also says movie rentals. It's like movie rentals and sub shops. And I I've really seen, just want to go in there. I've seen that. I don't remember the name of it. I've seen it. I though. don't either. It's like stars or something like that. And I just really want to go in there and just see what they got. It's weird because I think, well, I think it's because we live in such a low income area. There's probably a lot of people out there that still rent physical media rather than stream things. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. But yeah, it's just, it's, there's a time when you could like rent VHS tapes like anywhere. Now it's just like, now download it directly into your brain hole. That's right. This is the future. Like, take the movie, rub it on your nipples. What movie are you rubbing? Uh, Batman and Robin. Well, that might chafe on their nipples. I mean, but they ha- has their nipples. I mean, it's some nipple to nipple action. You want the nipple to nipple action. I got you. Yeah, nipple to nipple action. That's the way to go. Did you ever hear about why Joel Schumacher put bat nipples on the suit? Because he liked it. Well, yeah, but like his <laughs> the, his his logic behind it. No. Is that he was inspired by statues of like Greek gods and they all had, you know, the muscular, you know, pectorals or whatever. And I guess he felt like, okay, for sculpting fake abs, I guess we should sculpt their nipples. I mean, when I think of Greek gods, I think of George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell. Oh, no doubt. So, I mean, Alicia Silverstone in the 90s. Yeah, probably more likely, but too bad Alfred didn't get any nipples. Alfred nipples are amazing. Too bad he had the disease. Now, there has been some people that speculate whether or not the fact that Joel Schumacher was openly gay had anything to do with it. But I don't, we're not going to go down that avenue. That, that's yeah. neither here nor there. But that people contrast that with that and they're just they start speculating. But I mean, I've seen interviews with Joel Schumacher. He seems like a decent enough guy. Oh, yeah. And he's had good movies. So, it's yeah, he not... um, what did he do? I Everyone focuses on the two Batman movies, and everyone shits on them because Batman and Robin was so bad. But Batman Forever was Batman Forever. I thought was okay. Yeah, and he did the Phantom of the Opera movie. Ah, uh, yeah, he did do that, and mm-hmm. oh, he did some. Was he? Did he, he did Lost the, Boys? Yeah, I was gonna say the Lost Boys. I was trying to remember and Falling were, Down. Yeah, there's so. Oh yeah, Falling Down. That movie is fucking awesome. I you're thinking that. too hard into this, dude. Yeah, these are great movies. <sighs> you disappoint me. I know. I, I don't know. I was, I, I, I was searching for the Lost Boys in my memory because like, he did some. He did something that we talk about all the time. At yeah. least our, our 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 chat group. Yes, and let's not forget. Uh, I think he did Flatliners too. That shitty like, what happens when you die? Movie. Yeah. That well, the original one was supposed to be good. I haven't seen it. Then they did a remake. They did a remake that was also yeah. kind of a sequel. Yeah. Which Se- sequel was bad. The first one was okay. It wasn't that great? Which once again, it was. They built, I don't know, like it, it was a sequel, right? I the second one. I, it was, it was more, it was more like a remake. I can't because we've entered, we've discussed this on the show before. Me and Greg, like all these, this new trend of doing sequels to movies, but with the same title and no, yeah. not a number. Like you know, we have Halloween from nineteen seventy eight, and now we have Halloween from twenty eighteen. It's like, couldn't you have put like Halloween it's Returns a, or something? It, it's a soft reboot that's it's it's not the same story directly it's like the force awakens it's not the same story but it's enough to be mm, i got the memory going i think one of the best worst is you know suicide squad and then the <sighs> suicide squad yes and i i love that second movie but it's just like you just put a the in front of it and that's it try googling that one Oh, there, there, uh, there are people online that speculate that that might have led to that might have led to the movie not doing that well at the box office. You know, besides yeah. you know HBO Max and COVID, it's this fact like didn't we have a movie called this a few years ago? Like, mm-hmm. which you know, me, me and you, we follow movies enough, we know the difference. But to like the casual moviegoer, they might be like, wait, that movie again? No, oh, for sure. Yeah, why do I want to see that again? Oh, it was there was a great quote about the first one, because um, the first. <laughs> The first Suicide Squad won the Oscar, I think, for best costuming or something like that. For what? Harley Quinn? I don't know. It, it won an Oscar for like costuming or makeup or something like that. And someone said, yeah, let's give the movie, let's give them an Oscar for doing the film equivalent of, you know, covering our actors in Four Locos and ICP CDs. <laughs> we want to appeal to the Hot Topic crowd. How can we do that? Oh, this another website said, you know, we are now legally required to refer to it as Oscar award winning Suicide Squad. That's how you distinguish. We we call it the Oscar Suicide Squad and then the Suicide Squad. I just remember, too, whenever that movie came out and even to this day, if you see people wearing like merchandise from the first Suicide Squad movie, it's ice. It's always like really trashy looking people. If I see one more goddamn daddy's little monster shirt in the wild, I'm going to scream. 
I don't think that really. I haven't seen any recently. I think maybe I do. you do. Where where the hell are you seeing that? That movie came out like five years ago, didn't it? Oh, it's still popular amongst like meth heads, probably. That because that seems to be the people I see wearing the original Suicide Squad T-shirt type stuff, or edgy teenagers. Which I don't want to even think of the implication there. Edgy teenagers, <laughs> meth heads, are they like the same thing, basically? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, you want to hit your list? Okay, um, here is something I learned about just recently, and I don't know what to make of it. It, it is, I want maybe it didn't break my brain, but it boggled it definitely. There is a new show coming out. Okay. Well, it's sort of a new show. Okay. It's called Bel Air. Oh, it, I did hear about this. It is a reboot slash remake of Fresh Prince of Bel of Bel Air, but as a drama. Yeah, it's supposed to be more like the actual life of Will Smith or something like that. I don't and know anything I, about it. I just saw some. I don't know where it was. I saw a blurb about it and I looked into it and I'm like, I don't know what to make of that because on first thought is why would anybody want to redo Fresh Prince of Bel Air? I mean, it was a fun show, but. What's the point? A, and then on the other hand, they're doing something different with it. So yeah. it's not just a rehash. And also Will Smith, I think, is executive producer on it because it started out as a like short film like trailer that someone made and okay. Will Smith saw it and then he pursued to get it made as a series. Is anybody like big attached to it? Any names? I do not recognize anybody in it. It, it is very strange seeing, you know, some random actor's name I've never heard of. And it's yeah. like as Will Smith, and it's like oh, because <laughs> I forgot that he just used it, they just used his real name on that show. Why don't they just do what they did in Gemini Man and just de-age him and make Will Smith play Will Smith again? Um, because <laughs> that movie was amazing. Apparently, I haven't seen it. I I've I think if you did that, pe people would be watching for completely the wrong reason. I think you'd be watching that just to see how bad it is, just to see how bad the CGI goes. Uh, yeah, I, that that show is a product of the 90s. Again, that's a show that I watched a lot as a kid. That's a very 90s-esque show. I don't know how they're going to do that now. Yeah, they're, say, yeah, they're saying they're doing it in modern times. So yeah. it's Which I mean, doesn't make sense with the story anyway. So here's here's the thing. And that, that got me thinking. You know how there's been a trend lately for movies where they take a f old um, oldish pop song and make it really slow and dramatic? Hmm. Do you think they're going to do that with the Fresh Prince theme? Are they going to make like a slow, dramatic update of that song? <sighs> I want to hear Philadelphia like, born and raised. I want to hear like the DMX version of it. West Philadelphia born and raised. <laughs> Playground. I spend most of my days. <laughs> no, I think they go, like, you know, and that's the story of how I became. <laughs> The prince, fresh prince of Bel Air, Ooh. and then like a piano, and you know, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Forgive me, I can't sing worth shit, but it doesn't that matter. Was beautiful. That's, that's what that auto tunes. That's what auto tunes for. We'll work on it. We'll, we'll fix you a post. Yeah, we'll get T Pain. That's right. Ooh, girl. What the fuck was that? <laughs> that was my T Pain slash Michael Jackson impersonation. I don't know what I was going for. There. Oh, I thought you were having a stroke. <laughs> that's probably what happened. So, oh. yeah. So, anything on your mind now? Uh, no Way Home. Still kicking ass. Uh, uh, yes. It's coming up on Infinity War, which surprised me. I so, think it's just a little bit under uh, Infinity Wars. Let me see. Infinity Wars box office domestic was $678 million. No Way Homes is currently $673 million. Do we think that by the end of this week it'll break it? Wait, what was Infinity War? $678 million. And Spider-Man was... 673. So there's like a 5 million difference. Yes. Good job. And I could see it breaking that easily. How much, yeah. is, this, how much is it making per week still? Uh, but do, but do, so three weeks. Mm. Like, what did it make last week? In last week. Well, last Friday alone, it made 28K. Okay. Um, last Saturday, it made 17. Sunday, 14K. So it's still pulling in pretty decent numbers. That's only in three weeks. Now, of so, course, the the um the audience on that, as per most, well, this is the, fir the first big movie we've had like this in two years because oh, of yeah. the COVID. Yes, the co the COVID. The COVID. But it, so this is performing like 
basically like like movies used to back you know two years ago where it was a very front-loaded audience like movies in our days basically you make your money you bust your nut in that first month and then you're done oh, sure sure plus but, but you have to think too that everybody's that wanted to see it has seen it already and has seen it multiple times that they wanted to so it's probably going to drop yeah i i can see it it's a, it could conceivably pass infinity war i think just it just might take a little bit more time yeah i mean if it took that short of a time for it to do it anyway yeah, I mean, I saw it. I saw it twice in the theaters. Oh, so did I. Yeah, and both times the reaction was amazing. My se- the second time I didn't have a lot of people in there, so there wasn't really any cheering. It was like two weeks after it came out. There was there was um, some people there that still hadn't seen it, but you could tell that most of the audience had already seen it. and This was their second time. But yeah, I mean, remember like a month ago when the Eternals came out. And every website Nobody gave a shit. And, and like and websites are starting to like say, well, this is the end for Marvel. <laughs> no, if you give us a good movie, we'll be there. <laughs> like, I, I like, I like that's one of the things that I hate about the Internet. It's like so reactionary. Like, you know, Eternals come out. Boo, you've sucked. Marvel's dead. Spider-Man. Our no audience is done. It's like Spider-Man No Way Home comes out. Yay, we're Marvel. We're back. Marvel is good again. Like, no, yeah. you just did three shitty movies in a row and you gave us something good. Like, what do you expect? I I wouldn't call, well, I I wouldn't call Black Widow and Shang-Chi sh- shitty. They're just average. Do you want me to call them shitty? I'll do it. Well, uh, do you, you think most <laughs> things are shitty. I mean, I'm sometimes I'm amazed you like the, uh, the new Spider-Man as much as you do. Spider-Man was a good movie. That's why I liked it. It's not hard to make a good movie. Just do a good movie. So what's ne- we don't have anything for Marvel coming out till like I think April now. Is Multiverse next one? The next uh, yeah, Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. When does that come out? April. I think sometime mid-April. I mean, technically, we have Morbius coming out April first, which is an appropriate release date. Yeah, I don't. The which, more I see of it, the more I'm like, uh, I'll see it. That, that we should note though that um. That was in a bit of kind of recent news. That was supposed to come out at the end of this month, but they pushed it back to April. Do you know why the rumor? I heard two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, of course, would be pause because, you know, we're in another COVID surge. The other one was the fact that Spider-Man No Way Home is still kicking ass and it would be dumb for Sony to release another movie that would be competing with themselves. That's not what I read. I read that they wanted to film some extra scenes with a certain someone. I think I heard that, and I guess we should say spoilers on Spider-Man No Way Home before we continue. Or I think yeah, we're three audience... weeks in. You've seen it already. Yeah, if you haven't seen <laughs> it yet, you if, you, if you haven't if you haven't seen it yet, you're you're living your life wrong. Exactly. Okay, that, that cameo would be Andrew Garfield. Yes, there have been a lot of speculation about Andrew Garfield making coming back and making a return as Spider-Man again after uh, No Way Home. And yeah, they're saying it might be in Morbius, which puts us in a really strange position of what the fuck. These timelines have been really badly fucked by this movie. Yeah, um, because, okay, so Morbius has has a fucking Michael Keaton uh, vulture in it mm-hmm. from the MCU but then they also make reference to Venom, who is not part of the MCU. He was in it briefly in the post credit scenes recently. Right. And then you're going to throw in Andrew Garfield, who is from, I don't know, the Amazing Spider-Man verse or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. How? how why? So are they, what? Are they saying? Well, no, they can't say that because at the end of... Uh... Venom 2, they had, oh, I know this guy, and it was Tom Holland. So I was going to say maybe Andrew Garfield is technically in that universe, but then that wouldn't make sense for the Venom 2 end scene. I know. So. This is this is, this is is where I get concerned with this, the Sony Spider-Man universe, whatever the hell they're calling it. Yeah. Because I think they can easily muck up the, to- the continuity and potentially get people confused about what's MCU and what isn't. Because once again, the average moviegoer does not know as much about this crap as we do. Well, that was what I was worried about from the start with the multiverse. There's just so much, there's so many ways for this to become a clusterfuck. And they did it so well with Spider-Man, but at the same time, Spider-Man was very low key in terms of multiverse stuff. They just brought in the other guys, you know? Yeah. And which, which is when you think about it now, that basically means all those other Spider-Man movies are technically canon to the MCU now, just in an oh, alternate, sure. time, alternate reality. Tobey Maguire started the MCU now. So 
And I, I, I have heard rumors that there might be some other cameos in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness of other, I believe the term is Marvel legacy movies, the ones that existed outside of before, or and before the MCU. So Bruce Campbell. <laughs> well, that, I mean, Bruce Campbell better be in Doctor Strange too, too just by default the fact that it's a Sam Raimi movie Sam Raimi, and yeah. he needs to be in it. Exactly. But like, I heard rumors about potentially, you know, Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart showing up as cameos at as their characters from the X-Men in some sort of alternate reality type thing. I've heard that. And I've also heard this is how they're going to bring Deadpool into the series. I don't know. I don't know how much of that is just speculation at this point. That sounds like I, I think I never even thought of that or heard about that. I think if that's how they brought Deadpool into the MCU, I'm fine with that. I kind of don't want them bringing any of the old Fox X-Men movies into it, because once again, the MCU has a pretty decent timeline and continuity. It's not perfect, but you, you could follow it mostly. Yeah. The X-Men movies, the continuity is all fucked up. No, they fixed it with, uh, what was it, no, Days of Future no, Past? No, they did They fixed it. They didn't <laughs> fix it at all. <laughs> makes it, it, yeah, but the... No, because then in that same series, they kill off Mystique in the 90s, but she's still alive in the future 2000s. And not to mention the fact nothing about nothing in the original X-Men movies give you any indication that Professor Xavier and Mystique grew up together. And and then all of a sudden they they throw that in. And he's like, when Patrick Stewart is saying, you know, oh, when I knew her, she was, you know, a lovely girl. And it's like. Oh fuck! I guess you technically, based on this continent, you did know her, but it—they—they no—they say they—they they, they say, oh, we're gonna fix it. It's like no, you—you you made a good movie, but then everything else got fucked up. Are you saying that uh, Fox fucked up the multiverse long before Disney got its hands on it? No, because they—we're they, not talking about the multiverse. We're just talking about the continuity of one series, it's the X Men series. Not really. They had some time travel elements, and that's about it. And also, the version of time travel in X Men is not the same version of time travel in the MCU. And X-Men, they can go into the past and change things, and it'll change the future. In the MCU, they establish that you... Changing the past doesn't past does not change the future. It just creates branched t- t- timelines, and that leads into the the variants and all the stuff they dealt with on Loki. No, but they did change the past. That's why nobody remembers Peter Parker. But that was using magic. Oh, so now because the magic is involved, because the X Men are mutants, not magicians. Oh, I see. I I don't know. I, I'm getting my head spinning just trying to figure all this crap. Are you a mutinist? What's that? Are you a mutinist? A mutinist? I, I don't no. know. <laughs> Just accusing you of something. <laughs> I'll accuse you of being, I don't know. <laughs> Sexy as hell. Okay, well, yeah, we'll go with that. All right. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so that's <laughs> that was our own trip into the multiverse of madness. Just trying to figure out what... F- this episode is okay. brought to you by Filler. This episode is brought to you by uh, quantum physics and string theory. <laughs> All right, what's next? Well, this is kind of somewhat topical. Apparently, Beavis and Butthead's coming back. Why? Why, why not, is the question you should ask yourself. Why? Make something new. They're making, they are, they're making new episodes of Beavis and Butthead. <sighs> okay, is that like, is Beavis and Butthead like the popular adult cartoon of the 90s? Is that is that it, do you think? Well, the thing is, well, it wasn't even... I don't know if I'd call it an adult cartoon because it was watched mostly by people like my age that were kids, right. even though technically a lot of probably shouldn't have. And but no, that was it. It was one of the first. I guess it is one of the first kind of more adult themed like cartoons. I mean, like The Simpsons is an adult cartoon, but not like to the de- the degree that Beavis and Butthead was in terms of being vulgar and just kind of you know right. dumb. Right. Because if we're talking about rebooting shows, can we just like reboot something good from the ninety 90- like Daria? You don't Do you wait, remember you Daria? Don't, you don't like Beavis and Butthead. I never really watched it, but the things that I've seen of it, I've never been a fan of, honestly. And now you're bringing up Daria, which was a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. No, no. Daria was so much better. Yeah, but it it was spot off. Daria was a character on Beavis and Butthead before she had her own show. I know. Your your Daria wouldn't exist without Beavis and Butthead. That's true. I gotta give them that. I gotta give them that. I'm gonna get so much shit in the chat. (laughs) Yes, you are. I don't know. I've... I think I like that. I'm interested in seeing what how Beavis and Butthead would be in today's times. I don't know if they're doing them as teenagers or if they're making them older, but I'll give it it the same cast and crew and all that. 
Yeah, Mike Judge. Mike Judge okay. literally does the voices of all the male characters on the yeah. show. Yeah, okay. And he's he's the main writer, and he designs all the characters. Okay, well, that's good then, at least. At least so I, I think they said it got picked up for two seasons on Comedy Central. Thankfully, it's not on MTV anymore, because I don't want to fucking watch anything on MTV nowadays. Does, ever, does MTV still only even exist? Yeah, it's like shitty reality shows for teenage girls. No. They don't even advertise it as music television anymore. The, like, the no. M has no meaning now. They should call it DTV for drama. I was going to say DTV for dick. <laughs> all the dicks drama. Yeah, the, all the dick drama. And also, I think they said there's going to be po- a potential Beavis and Head movie for Par- Paramount+. Plus. Oh, okay. Well, like, they just had... I, I'm guessing they're the... Um, south park post covid specials were successful i have really get no clue how success is figured out on streaming i mean i know you could they they can have viewers but like with they go by how many people watched it but like whenever they have stuff like the, the hbo max that same day release things i don't know, yeah. know how they figure out how financially a movie is successful when it goes to streaming yeah because you're paying for the streaming service as a whole not for that specific movie like but at then, least something for Disney's thing where they're making you pay 20 bucks extra as, as stupid as that is well, like, they at least that. that's measurable yeah they stopped that though they aren't doing that anymore but now I've noticed I think we covered this on a previous episode and if I did you know I apologize I don't remember anything the the, the exclusive theatrical win- the window for most movies has, is shrinking dramatically oh for sure like back well, back in the olden days, it would be like a year before a movie came out on like physical media. And up until recently in the streaming age, it was a 90 day theatrical exclusive. A lot of movies nowadays, it's, it's like a 45 day exclusive before it goes to like Voodoo and iTunes for like digital renting. Then eventually a little bit beyond that ends up like on whatever streaming service it is owned by whatever corporate conglomerate that made the movie. As far as I know, too, that's that's due to the theaters as well. It's not as profitable to keep these movies longer than they are simply because they're not getting a lot of the return from it. They have to give a lot of that back to the studio anyway. So it's kind of a crapshoot. The thing is the way I think we, I think me and Greg covered this on a previous episode. So I'm mm-hmm. being repetitious, but um, it, basically the way it goes is when a movie first comes out, you know, they charge whatever the ticket prices are. The studio gets like 90% of the profits. The theater gets like 10%. And the longer the movie's out, the more that those numbers shift to the studio making less money and the theater making more money. Yeah, pretty much. Which is, that's why, like, back when I was a kid and maybe when you were a kid, you'd have these second-run theaters that would be, like, $1 or $2, but it was, like, five months after the movie came out. Yeah, because it was profitable. Nowadays, because they're making, like, all profit on that. Nowadays, five months after a movie comes out, it's already on digital. (laughs) Well, there's, like, that's that's caused a lot of backlash, too, uh, especially with Disney. I mean... The Last Jedi, they they had to sign that they would keep this movie in theaters for so many months because they wanted that exclusivity spot. If they wanted the movie, they had to agree to this many months. And that just killed a lot of theaters for those months, because after a certain time, nobody wanted to see it. After it was getting so many kind of reviews, nobody wanted to see it. So it's kind of a. We don't even have to take into account, you know, the divided fan reaction. It's just after the way movies are nowadays, yeah. people see them like in the first two months. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's that. And then the people who wanted to wait and see what the reviews were, saw the reviews and were either turned off or want to see it more. You know, it, it's a crapshoot either way. And it's just yeah. making the the theaters bleed money. Yeah. And just it's just I don't know. And then, like I said, the whole HBO Max, you know, hybrid release was like it was very strange like i said i don't know how you can gauge whether or not a movie is successful in that scenario yeah i i would love to figure that out but it's better for me because the price of theaters now i'm just like okay i'll sit at home and watch it you see i like seeing movies in the theaters but at this point it's like it doesn't have to be everything i do too but it's like not special anymore do you know what i mean do you get that feeling it's not special anymore I think if it's the right movie like when we saw spider-man that was special just because of the experience of it but like Eventually, I'll watch the new Matrix movie. I'm not going to go see that in the theaters. Oh, God, no. I might I might, I might, not even watch that during its 30 days on HBO Max. I might wait until, like, four months from now when it cycles back. Because it's like, I just... Who cares about Matrix now? I mean, <laughs> I, love, I, mean? I, yeah, I love the first movie growing up. Yeah. The second one was okay. I don't think I've ever seen the third one the whole way through. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> 
and that's the thing too i want to rewatch the other movies before yeah. i watch this one i've watched the first one and that's it because i'm just like i don't really want to watch the other two <laughs> well how do you how do you even do the matrix today we literally I, have a... screens on our faces all the time we literally yeah. have devices that put us in a video game like what, yeah, me, what me else can a... you do me and Greg talked about this before, so we shouldn't dwell on it too much. But yeah, it's like, I mean, if they nope, came up with a no, clever, nope, the other Greg. Oh, okay. Greg one, you're Greg two. I want to be Greg one. Can I be Greg three? Where's Greg two then? Who's Greg four? I don't know. There's too many Gregs. Where's... <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> it's like into the Greg verse. <laughs> but like, unless they like, unless they came up with. A really clever way of addressing it, which maybe there could be, but I don't know. And like I said, it's just like at this point, it feels like I want to. I'm watching it, be watching off like an obligation, just as someone yeah. that watches movies. And that's yeah. hard. It's hard for me to get enthused when it's just like uh, I guess. I mean, I mean, Keanu Reeves is in it, so at least you get to look at him. But I heard too that he's not even that good in it. Like he doesn't. He doesn't care. He just actually doesn't care in it. That's him in every movie. That's how, that's how he is in every movie. That's true. That's like he, true. He's a very he's a very blank actor, which is weird because I wouldn't call him a, a bad actor. He's just kind of there. I I think he's that weird actor that like the internet loves for some reason, and you're not quite sure why. Well, that's because he in real life he's like a super nice and a great person. Like he's oh, donate yeah. he's donated all this money to charity. He's done like he's hung out with homeless people. Like he's just a really nice guy. Yeah. And we love to see it. But like it's just like mm, in terms of his career, like I think what, what the reason why I think he is successful is that when he he picks good material, it's really good and it, that's why he's like he stands out like the John Wick series. Oh yeah, like it does. If he does an okay job in it, that's fine. But he surrounds himself with a movie that's great. You know, what I actually watched recently that I didn't expect to be decent, but it was actually pretty decent. Yeah. Um, did you hear "Knock Knock" with him in it? Him I've and heard uh, of it. I think it's an Eli Roth movie. Yeah, there is a freak out. Like... Yeah, there's a freak out scene halfway through it that is just amazing. It's Keanu Reeves buried up to his neck in the dirt. And he's just freaking out of these two girls. And Fuck. <laughs> you have to watch this movie. It's incredible. It's not good, but it's pretty great. <laughs> Your reviews of movie movies confuse me so much. because I like This is a Brandon certified movie. Yeah. It's like knock, knock. And it's like, this movie isn't good, but it is. It's Anna de Armas too. So, I mean, <laughs> you got two wins right there. All right. What, what else do you have that's piqued your interest lately? Mm, how how familiar are you with video games? Uh, I'm passable. Yeah. Uh, I'm, the last system I really actively played was a PlayStation Two. Oh God! Um, and I and I have played some Xbox back in the day. Okay. Like, do you play Halo at all? Or, uh, yes, actually. Um, I think we I, we talked about this before. Uh, back in the two thousands, when I was hanging out with some really shitty friends, uh, <laughs> we turned. <laughs> that's a whole other story about my sad life. It wasn't uh, we me. Would, no, it wasn't you. This is before I knew any of you guys. So you guys are good <laughs> friends, stuff like that. But they, um, we would play Halo and turn it into a drinking game. Nice. So like every death. Yeah, every time you die, you take a drink. I usually end up getting pretty drunk. I was not good at Halo. That's awesome. I I just played the new one. I just beat the new one. So. How, what, which, was... how many? How many of those games are there now? Uh one, two, three, four. Uh, there's six main storylines, and then there's two Halo Wars games, and there's, I think, a Spartan Assault. I think it was like a app game. But uh, So what's the newest one called? Halo Infinite. Did you, okay. did you, do you know anything about it? Uh, I know there's Mas- it? Master Chief, and yes. he's hunting aliens. I, <laughs> I don't remember. I just remember blowing yeah. shit up. Yeah, that's pretty much the storyline. Um... <laughs> I, like I'm, a, I'm a huge Halo fan. The last two games were real shitty, to the point I, I don't remember five to be honest. But Halo Infinite was pretty good, gameplay wise, a lot of fun. Super, super difficult. They, they upped the vil, the the bad guys' difficulty a little too dark solely. Um, this probably means nothing to you, um, but <laughs> story wise, it was okay. I'm still kind of iffy about the storyline. 
Um, but anybody who's interested in Halo or or knows of Halo should definitely check it out. Yeah, because you're also, while we're talking video games, you're a big Resident Evil fan, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you see that new movie that came out? Unfortunately. Oh, I guess that answers my next question. As well, like, was it any good? <laughs> that was fucking terrible. What they did to Leon is should be punishable by by at least a jail time. Because in terms in terms of the movies, I saw the very first Resident Evil movie forever ago, and they made like twenty of them since then. Yeah, you know what? I have a soft spot in my heart for those Mila Jovovich movies. I really do. And just to think that uh, the first the first Resident Evil movie is directed by Paul W S Anderson. Mm-hmm. Very 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 important to clarify. Not you know the Paul Anderson from like Magnolia and all that, <laughs> but the good one. Yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson directed the first Mortal Kombat movie in 1995. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And then he went on and then he decided not to do Mortal Kombat Annihilation because, well, I mean, can you blame him? <laughs> I don't think anybody actually decided to work on that movie. <laughs> uh, they Well, yeah, I mean, not even only two of the actors from the first one showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but he... Uh, he opted not to do that and said he did the movie Event Horizon, which if you never have not seen that, I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, was that Sam Neill? Yeah, the one that's essentially like a ho- sci-fi horror movie about a haunted spaceship. It's it, yeah. it's better than what it sounds like. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I, I remember it being pretty decent. Paul W.S. Anderson then, I think, directed, either produced and or directed, like, in some capacity was involved with all of the Resident Evil movies because of how bad Mortal Kombat Annihilation was. He didn't want that to happen to his Resident Evil movies. Yeah, he directed all of them, and it was basically his wife's like solo project. Uh, well, I think he, he dir- Mila. I think he directed maybe three or four of them. I think the one, there's ones he didn't direct, but he was a producer. Or some he was on yeah. it in some other capacity. Yeah, I thought he did all of them, but yeah, I no. I, I, I love them in a weird way. They're terrible and they're well, fun. Isn't the whole thing the fact that the main character that Mila Jovovich plays is not even from the video game? Oh, God, no. No, she's made for the movies. Wh- why? What's the point yeah. of doing a movie based on the video game when you're just going to create your own main character? I mean, it's I mean, it's, it's no, not a Cole Young situation, but... <laughs> I, well, that's why I was excited for the new one, too, because they were doing, like, the first game, and they turned it out doing, like, the first and second game, and they just completely failed at both of them. So does the new one have anything to do with the old movies? No, no, it's it's more based on the game. Okay, so it's basically like a reboot. Sure. I mean, sure. <laughs> if you want to call it that, it's more like the movie. It's what the movie adaptation of one of the games would be like if it was made in the 90s when they were all shitty. I don't see how you can say, you know, in terms of video game movies when they're shitty in the 90s, because like I can name on maybe one hand the amount of good count on one hand how many good video game movies exist there it's not Super a very Mario. good rate. no not even that's almost so bad, <laughs> so bad it's good but like actually i think let me think about this for a minute i think really the only one based on a good one based on it actually based on a real video game is sonic the hedgehog yeah you might be right because any other movies that good video game based movies that have come out aren't about a particular game, but they're about video games like Free Guy or Ready yeah. Player One. That was based on a book. Yeah, but I'm saying it was it wasn't based on like an actual video game, but it's about yeah. like video game culture kind of. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing something there, but like or even like well, I guess Detective Pikachu counts as a good video game based movie. So we, we, was we got bit, two, yeah. We got two. We got two that are actually based on video games and the rest on like actual games that exist and then we have like stuff that's based around just video games in general. Have you seen the uh the Silent Hill movies? No, I, there's more than one? There's two, unfortunately. <laughs> I I that's one of those movies I remember seeing the DVD cover of, but I just I, I had no interest in it. Oh, I I am a I am a Silent Hill zealot. I I that is that is my go-to like top fandom, um, which is sad to say nowadays. Um, but the, yeah, the movies were god awful, terrible, and yeah, they really haven't you know cracked the whole video game film adaptation. And sometimes I want I'm starting to wonder if they ever will. And it because seems I like mean, such a simple thing to do. It's, it should so. be so, especially with these like old ones like Super Mario. How do you fuck up? Well, yeah, maybe Super Mario is not the best one. That, well, that one they're finally making an animated movie about, which I know I I don't think you're very much in, very much interested in for based no, on what you no, said before. 
No, I am interested in the Uncharted movie though. I'll give that one a shot. Yeah, I I forgot like that doesn't even when I see the the trailers for that like it doesn't even play like usually when you're seeing a, a trailer for a movie based on a video game you can tell it's based on a video game. This seems more like a action adventure, almost like Indiana Jones type. I thing. was gonna say Indiana Jones. Yeah, it, it yeah. does. It, it does have the general feel of the games, which is what I was excited about. So we'll see how that goes. And I mean, Tom Holland, of course, everyone loves Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg's in it, which is just Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah, of course. So it's like, hey, I'm Mark, Mike, I'm Mark Wahlberg. Say hi to your mother for me. He's got a shitty mustache in this one, doesn't he? I've seen I pictures, recall. I think. Are you sure it's for the movie or just like just press photos? I don't know. It's probably for Wahlbergers. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, video, like, I, like you said, I'm surprised that it's video game movies are having they're having such a struggle to try to get a good one made now i know you said no going back to super mario brothers i know you're not really looking forward to this new one but you have to at least agree agree that doing mario as an animated movie makes a lot more sense than trying to do a live action one oh for sure for sure but i also thought you couldn't do a pokemon movie with real people and that kind of turned out better than i than i thought it would same with sonic i mean sonic has real people in it yeah but sonic also still has you know the animated song I, don't know, I, yeah. just, I just don't understand at what point someone was like, let's take Super Mario Brothers and remember everything you loved about the video game. Let's throw it out the window and replace it with a shitty Blade Runner knockoff. And here's John Leguizamo as Luigi. It's Mario, Mario and Luigi Mario. <laughs> They're the Mario Brothers. Get it? Get it? There's the pipes. <laughs> Pipe. Uh, oh, oh, to bring it around, they are making a uh, Halo uh, TV show. Did you see that? For yeah, Paramount. I was about to say, I was about to ask which service is that for, but okay, that's Paramount. So, Paramount, yeah. How I jokingly said the story of Halo is basically a guy hunting aliens, and that's, they said, you basically agree that's what it is. So, how are they pretty much, how are they going to turn this into a series with, you know, a story? I don't know because I'm worried because I don't really like the way 343 is taking the story because. Halo has one of those, like, after the trilogy, it should have ended stories, uh, you know? And I don't know how much more they can do unless they're at, unless they're adapting the story from the first couple games. I don't know how well this is going to work out. But the, is there anything else about the story of Halo you could ex- explain to me that would make me think, give me an idea of what this show would be about? Oh, um, so think about it like, uh, so the entire planet um, has this military that's called the UNSC. It's basically the United... United Nations Marine shit. I forget. Internet's going to roast me. Um, but it's like, it's, it's the humans versus the aliens and the aliens have this are called the covenant. And the covenant is tasked with protecting these rings called the halo rings. These rings can destroy a world. This is very bare bones. These rings can destroy a planet, can destroy a universe if fired. So basically master chief and the UNSC are trying to stop them from doing that for obvious reasons. Okay. It then goes how far you want to go back. You can go to the forerunners and forerunner technology and the people who built the rings. And that's where they're taking the story now with 343. And I I, I don't know. There, there's some things that should stay mystery. And I think that really add to the mystery of the first three hmm. games that are being ruined in the new games. But Okay, so that, that gives me a better idea of where they can go with in yeah. terms of a series. They... And there's a sexy blue hologram and... Because they've been working on and off on doing some sort of project with Halo and film for a while now. Yeah, Peter Jackson was going to make one for Yeah, I, I remember, remember that, and that never happened. And if Peter Jackson can't get, get something made, then, I don't know, something's, something's fucking wrong. <laughs> well, they had they had live-action trailers for, I think, Halo 3, and I think he had a hand in huh. that were really, really good. And I wish they would have continued doing, but... I mean, we're here now. We'll see how that turns out. So you said something earlier that reminded me of something you said about the the Halo should have ended after the first three games. Mm-hmm. That's basically so. Basically, it's like Saw. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no! Don't do that to me. I'm sorry. I just, Make it fun after four. I thought I saw the first three Saw movies. I thought they ended it well, and after the uh, uh, the third one ended it well, and after that, it's like they're still making these fucking things. <laughs> yeah, I love that the first. I love that the first thing you see in Saw Four is just Jigsaw's naked body on the table for the autopsy. I'm like, oh, we're starting here. <laughs> oh my, because they make they came out with a. Was it a spinoff or is it a what the hell was Spiral? What was that to Saw? It's a it's 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 a it's a it's a sequel that's not 
a sequel. It's it's a spin-off. a standalone sequel. I think the term might be. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it, it follows the same general plot points, but it's a different story all entirely. When did Jigsaw die in the original series? Three. So how did they make like five more after that? Because he has disciples. <laughs> Fuck. Are we really gonna turn this into a tangent on Saw? Because I can go. Hey, on. why not? I mean, <laughs> this a free. It's a filler episode, as you say. It's the filler. Let's fill it with Saw. <laughs> Brutal decapitation, that's the way I like to go. So, because the new one was called Spiral from the Book of Saw. Why, why is it called Spiral? Because of the, the spiral of the saw? Oh. Like the the spiral on uh. Billy the puppet's uh, thingy on his cheeks? On his, like, cheeks on his face, or his, like, his butt cheeks? They're probably on his ass, too. You know, when he claps them cheeks. <laughs> I want to play a cheek. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, just... Because they were making the they were cranking those Saw movies out like every year for the longest time. Oh, if it's Halloween, it must be Saw. Yeah, and Saw. Yeah, if instead of having a Halloween movie every Halloween, there's a Saw movie. You know what though? I I, I still love the Saw movies too. You you can make fun of me all you want. How many? I, I fucking love Saw. How many of them are? Didn't you write a Saw movie? Like not one that was made, but like you wrote a fan no. movie. Yes, I. I yeah, I. Uh... Listen, somebody's going to call somebody on this, but I wrote a script when I was like a late teenager for a Saw prequel. I designed traps and everything. I really liked the story. Do you still Obviously have it? Get made. I don't know if I do. Oh, I probably do somewhere. I think I mailed it to the, to, I think I mailed it to <laughs> Twisted Pictures. Oh I think I looked them up and literally <laughs> mailed them this script and never heard back from them. And that was the worst day of my life. But I, I'm just glad. That, so None of your ideas ever showed up in any Saw movies. I want to make sure they didn't rip you off. <laughs> uh, actually, the one trap in the last movie, in Spiral, I was like, holy shit, I designed that trap. Oh, fuck. You should sue the hell it out was, of them. I should. I should. It was the uh, the finger trap. There was a, there's a, like a the finger Chinese finger trap, trap kind of. You said, it's the, like, um, you said the finger trap, and I think of something completely different. No, that's a scary movie. <laughs> the uh, There's like a finger trap thing, and they you have to push down on this lever with your mouth to release the, the, to pull your fingers off or you die or something like that. And um, I had something kind of similar to that, but they changed it just enough to avoid copyright. You know, I don't know. I think you should lawyer up. I really you, should. Get I was really, I was really proud of that story, man. I just you need to get Matt Murdock on that. I, he's a damn good lawyer. Yeah. If someone throws a brick at you, he'll catch it. <laughs> and I'm sure that happens to you every day and every day, your daily life, you have people throwing bricks at you. When people hear my media opinions, they, uh, they throw a lot of things at me. They should. They uh, shit a brick, and then they throw it at you. Yeah. Speaking of media opinions, how about uh, how about that book of Boba Fett? Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. What is wrong with you? We're three episodes in. You, ask Greg. I put off watching it, and then I panic binge it right before we do an episode on it. I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna try I'm gonna try to get caught up a little bit faster. But like, I didn't even finish Hawkeye. But then again. That's not on the same I, level. I think I was decent, actually. I was pretty happy. With I watched Hawkeye. the first two episodes, and I know some. I got spoiled for some of the things that happened, and I know that uh, Wilson Fist comes back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Yeah, and that, and once again, I have to eat crow because I Greg has uh, audio of me saying in the previous episode. I just never thought they would bring back the Netflix Marvel characters, and they first they did Matt Burt. Well, which came first, Fisk or uh, Daredevil? Depends on when you saw Spider-Man. I think Hawkeye did. Yeah, I'm saying chronologically. I think Hawkeye, I think, came out before No Way Home did. Okay. The last episode. Yeah, now, so now I have to eat crow because apparently Marvel is reintroducing at least some of the Netflix characters. So now we have to be on the lookout for them to, where they're going to show up. Yeah, but they swore up and down for the longest time they weren't going to. Well, it seemed like Kevin Feige just didn't give a shit. I mean, like, the the, the Netflix Marvel shows are were supposed to take place within the MCU, but, like, there were no references to them in any of the movies. And I think in the shows they had some references, but it wasn't, like, obvious. They vaguely referenced the attack on New York, I think, in Defenders. But it's not anything. It's a passing line. It's not anything yeah. important. I wonder who they're going to bring in next. I mean, I know everyone's waiting to see Iron Fist come back. I, I I don't even know if I watched Iron Fist, to be honest. I would not be opposed to them doing some sort of uh, Heroes for Hire type project, because that was when um, uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist worked together. Yeah, and then, that would uh, be fun. Um, Alias was always, uh, not Alias, J- Jessica Jones was always an interesting character. I called her, I said Alias, because... Did you just call Jessica Jones Jennifer Garner? The Jennifer Jones... Yeah. I'm getting so, so fucking confused. <laughs> Jessica, not Jennifer, Jessica Jones 
was originally in a Marvel Mature Readers book called Alias. I don't remember sense. how they did on the show, but in the comics, her detective agency was called Alias Detection or something like that. So the book was called Alias, but the character's okay. name was Jessica Jones. And then they decided, obviously, I, I would imagine because of the fact that the show Alias existed, they couldn't do that. And they just named it after her character. Yeah, yeah. So, but do you, do you, are you excited yes, to I watch Boba Fett? I am very excited. I, I, the okay. bits I've seen of it are good. Like I'm going to try to get caught up soon because I don't know how I avoid spoilers, but maybe it's just because I don't pay attention to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I will say as somebody who's kind of given up on Star Wars at this point under Disney, Book of Boba Fett is the most fun I've had well, with Did Star you like Wars the Mandalorian? Time. I did. Um, it, last season was a little bit iffy for me, but I did like it. This one is like this is perfect. Like this show is is blending the political stuff with the action in a way. It's it's doing it better than the prequels for sure. So here's the thing: is are you looking forward to the Obi Wan Kenobi miniseries? Because mm, cautiously, I, I mean, it, opinions cautiously. are divided on the prequels, but I think most people can agree upon the fact that Obi Wan Kenobi, especially in episodes two and three, was fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we all we've covered this before. I, I enjoy the prequels, but I, I'm worried about Obi-Wan from the simple fact that they're going to have Hayden Christensen in it. And you can't I'm afraid that they're going to ruin it and make them have this big, awesome ass fight. And it's going to ruin the line in four like we finally meet again at last. It's always tricky doing any sort of prequel because you have to do it in such a way that it doesn't interfere with the original work. And the prequels had issues with that. Right. Like it's not impossible, but I think it's damn hard to get everything to perfectly line up. Yeah. I think if you do it in a way that like, if you want to have them quote unquote meet, if you are like, if they, if they do kind of like an across the room, they see each other thing and then they don't interact. That works. If they're going to have them fight this giant epic fight, that's, it's going to ruin that part in four to me. This didn't ruin it, but this was once again created, I think, I don't know if you call this a plot hole or not, but in episode four, you know, we had the fight between Vader and Obi-Wan, and it's an old guy and an old guy that's half machine having a fight, so it's very kind of awkward and then but then but then five like one day before that in the continuity we have the Darth Vader hallway scene in Rogue One where he's just like kicking all kinds of ass. Yeah, well that's another thing that the Disney ruined, but like it's it's not about the fight at that point in four, you know. It's about the underlying I'm not struggle, talking, character wise. I'm not even talking about That's the idea I, of Disney ruining anything. I'm talking about the fact that the early movies, the lightsaber battles were so simple because that's all they can do at the time. And then, then the prequels came along under George Lucas, and they made them so fucking elaborate that when you get to the original trilogy, it's like, what happened? <laughs> But that's what I'm that's what I'm saying is that the point of the lightsaber fights in four, five, and six had a purpose. It was Master and Apprentice finally met again. It was son finally meets up with father for the first time and thinks he can beat him and he can't and he loses. And then it was son sees the good in his father who is pure evil, wants to turn him, thinks he can turn him, starts to turn a little himself, and then turns his dad. Like they had a point to the story. When you go to one, two, and three, it is just spectacle when he gets, especially in three, that fight scene at the end of three really? gets boring well, really I... fast. It gets boring really sir. fast. I, when they start swinging on vines, that we're done. Like, and we also, could, we can cut and it also right there. that battle is significant because it's the former master and the former student. Again, yeah, again, but you could do it as, you can do it simple. Do it real simple. You, you have them fight for a little bit. They have, dialogue that's it you don't need to have them floating on lava sir, you remember, jumping sir, to the this high was, ground this was the you early know, 2000s like, that was this was the era when cgi was going to make everything great so george yeah, yeah and now watch and it now Lucas look how shitty just, it looks like, drunk off his own cgi it's like he's in like <laughs> i might have gone he's too far in the corner like oh the cgi oh my god it's stylistically designed to be that way, and I can't really. Dis- Have you ever watched the making of yeah. stuff? He's like trying to, trying to, uh, trying to justify well, himself so here, hard. It's like you know, we figured with the CGI we can create things that never existed in the real world, and then the kids will like it and they'll buy all the toys. And, and I'm George Lucas. 
Jar Jar's the key to all this, and if we can get him working, because he's Did a funnier character. Did you verbatim quoting the documentary from episode one? <laughs> I've watched that documentary so many times. It's a great documentary. Because you just see the life go out of everybody else's eyes as they're making this, the movie. If, if you watch the um, the original trilogy documentary... Uh, Empire of Dreams? Uh, Empire of Dreams. That's a great one, too. Yeah, I've watched that a fuck ton of times. Yeah. I love that documentary. Yeah. Because that was on that was on the I think that was on the special edition DVDs, and now it's available. I think on Disney. Yes, Plus. but they edited on Disney Plus. They cut out some of the like bad stuff, like the negative yeah, stuff. They cut out some. Of, no, I don't think no. I I just remember they cut out uh, some swear. They cut words. out some of the negative talk too, because I I watched it and I was like, this isn't the complete show. And I put it in my DVD. There's parts where they're like, I don't think this is gonna work. Blah 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 about Star Wars. They cut those out for you know because they can't have bad huh. press. For the original, for the original, tri- I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any uh, sense. Do you think Disney's learning a lesson about the, uh, Star Wars? Maybe because I, I think well, one thing they're definitely learning is the fact that Star Wars seems to be kicking ass in television. But I mean, do you think they're learning a lesson in terms of what fans want? Because See, that's the problem. That's the problem. Is, is sometimes I'm convinced the fans don't know what the fuck they want. I agree. I agree. But because the, a lot of fans didn't want the movies that they made. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing, the thing that always bugs me, the thing that always bugs me about Star Wars fans is like, you know, they'll complain if something's too much like the originals, but then they'll also complain if it's not enough like the originals. And it's like, what is like the magical balance of nostalgia and original ideas that you want from these damn movies? I don't think it's too much about complaining about it being too much like the original, because I still think The Force Awakens is the most fondly remembered of the Disney movies. But in that, that is the one that's a straight up copy. And I think people want that to a degree but i think if you get it down to the basics of the character like the the hero's journey kind of character story that they did with the first three i think that's what people want in the long run it's just very frustrating to someone like me that enjoys the majority of star wars when you know the force awakening comes out first everybody loves it mm-hmm. then people start complaining that oh it's just a ripoff of the first one and the last jedi comes out and people are complaining that it's too dark and too different for of a yeah. Star Wars movie or something like that, and it's like, well, which way do you fucking want it? Then the Rise of Skywalker comes out, and nobody knows what they want, fucking want anymore. Well, nobody wanted what they wanted in the movie, so yeah. JJ uh, Abrams didn't know what the movie was going to be about. JJ like, Abrams didn't know where it was at, so yeah. I just, I'm very excited that Dave Filoni has taken this in a way in the way that he has with these yeah. shows well isn't isn't he get, didn't he get promoted as like a, a lead creative something, something on star wars yeah i think yeah. kathy's kathy kennedy's still in charge of the majority of it but i think dave filoni's in charge of creative decisions which i think which is good. i think it, which i think is good keep however dave Fion- dave filoni i never say his last keep him and john favreau on the creative side let Catherine kennedy deal with the business business side of it and i think we can get just let her sign the checks. Well, that's why I said the business side of it. You know, here's here's a yeah. here's a hundred million dollars. Go make a movie, and I'll leave you alone. Yeah, yeah. She's the Michael Scott. Let's let Dave Filoni be Jim. <laughs> what the fuck? And things Lucas will go well. Film that in, as an office metaphor. <laughs> Before she declares bankruptcy, um, <laughs> because um, because people there are all people. There's some people saying that you know Dave and John should be in charge of everything, but it's like then if they, they don't want them, you don't want the creative minds having to deal with the business side of it. I agree with that. I, I just as you don't yeah, want the business should... people involved in the creative sides, you know, there's reasons. Yeah, exactly. You need a business person in the business role and a creative in the creative role in the, in the actual creation of the show. All right. Well, I that I think I'm tapped out for this episode. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think you did good. This was a good audition. Oh, we, might, we might bring you back. You. Uh, this is your third. This is your third time on this show already. Yeah. Now that we've clarified from last episode, this is my third. And time. this is your yeah. first time replacing Greg. <laughs> As a, as a fake yeah. host, yeah. You were yeah. almost a replacement for me once, but that was on the Star Wars sequel trilogy episode, and I was not going to let Greg fight that battle alone. <laughs> <laughs> you both ganged up on me. I was very upset. I went back into my hole. All right, so um, uh, this is part of the show where Greg normally plugs the other shows. I'm not very good at it, but I'll try. So obviously, you've been listening to Geek Positive. Um, You can listen to us basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts at. Um, We're on most forms of social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
search geek positive you'll find us greg also hosts uh throbbing with horror with our friend brett who's been on this show before uh brandon might have a show coming back soon maybe we're not sure it's actually pretty coming along pretty well it's in the works got a couple ideas we're gonna we're gonna move it to a more steady kind of thing on movies so it's gonna be like focusing on a certain aspect of the movie is is it still theater to theater yeah, it's still going to be theater to theater, but it's going to be focused more on like a certain aspect of the movie, you know, a character or a plot point or a uh, fuck. A, uh, it's going to be about a you fuck. It's going to be about a fuck. Okay. Um, so yeah, look yeah. forward to that. The new and improved theater to theater coming probably sometime this year. God knows when. I mean, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's January, soon. so you have plenty of time. Fuck it. Rob does our friend Rob does audio anxiety whenever he gets around to it. So listen to that. Mm. Uh, rank all, give us all fives, give us good reviews, give us give us uh, hugs and kisses, cash money. Um, all right, that's it, Brandon. Thank you for playing Greg this episode. Greg might be back next week. Should be back. I don't know how he's doing, so we'll see whether or not we. Have- if not, you'll hear more of me. If not, Brandon will be called once again to serve his country on my this podcast i hope i've done my country proud god bless everyone i don't know i, I don't know why i just went into like christmas this is our independence day well, we won't go quiet okay I, i'm i'm wrapping this we're, we're, <laughs> we I, I never know when to end it i just trail off and say stupid shit so i need to stop that so thank you for listening Get the fuck out of our house mtv yes fuck you mtv all right <laughs> thanks for listening i've been ryan maxwell I've been not great games. All right. See ya. Bye, cuties.